0: Hello, everyone. This is your girl, Jameez.
1: And your boy, Khalif. this
0: is another episode of...
1: Friendly Fire.
0: Welcome back, guys. We're going to continue that awesome talk about this really cool country that we live in right now.
1: Yeah, life in the R-O-K. All
0: right, a small country with a whole lot of attitude and personality.
1: Yeah, so if you were chiming in, in the past episodes, we did talk about dealing with the locals.
0: And club life.
1: And also traveling within the country.
0: So please go check that out and some stories in relation to that on crossfire.crusade.net.
1: Exactly, at crossfire.crusade.net. All right.
0: Well, uh, of course, you meet some really colorful and awesome and amazing locals that we've mentioned before. But you also will meet foreigners from other countries that kind of represent where they're from as well.
1: I mean, exactly. I mean... Represent. (laughs) Show your flag.
0: Wear your colors. (laughs) North Carolina. Well, you know, a lot of the colors are the same. We really like that red, white, and blue. Even the Korean flag is red, white, and blue. Oh, yeah. It just goes together. (laughs) With
1: a little black in there. There you go. But, yeah, but, I mean, as as I was thinking earlier, being a foreigner really opened my eyes to the world and meeting other foreigners... Here, been in Korea has taught me how to become more international.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, you just kind of get to see the your world. country through other people's eyes and experiences, and I think that's really helpful.
1: No, exactly. I mean, sometimes you may meet people that may not view your home country in the same light as you may, or mm-hmm. you may meet people who. They're just some cool SOBs to hang out with.
0: Or you may have thought something about their country that you didn't know before and you have like a little misunderstanding or it gets clarified. So it's just interesting because one of the things that we always laugh about is that Canadians have the reputation of being the nicest people in the world, right? Oh, Canadian. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. But we come to find out that although, yes, Canadians are awesome. They're not always really nice and apologetic, and for good reason. I mean, there are things that do upset them, of course.
1: I mean, exactly. Or you may meet an Irishman who may not drink as much.
0: I've yet to meet that, but...
1: okay i lied
0: on that one (laughs) i mean here's my advice america i think is number 54 in the world for alcohol consumption and uh we're well surpassed by a lot of other countries represented in korea so please be careful when you're out trying to drink with your foreign friends and your korean friends because they may uh you may be tapped out and lay on the floor and they're still going so (laughs) Just, just watch yourself.
1: Oh yeah, people always want to know how much you can drink.
0: Yeah, you know, let's go to the pub. You know, <laughs> like, it's not going to be oh, let's nurse this one beer and have intellectual conversation. It's going to be like oh, we're just gonna we're gonna clean out all the beer they have.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, like my, my first, some... <laughs> like my first pub crawl here in mm, Korea. Uh-huh. I was with some coworkers, right, and. I was not a big beer drinker. Mm-hmm. I I drank alcohol, but I wasn't mm-hmm. a big beer drinker, but everyone drank beer. Right. So they poured me a cup, and every time I was halfway fill it up. They would refill my cup.
0: Never an empty cup. It's rude to leave your friends with an empty cup.
1: So every time I would drink and and I would try to nurse that one cup.
0: Right. No nursing allowed.
1: <laughs> They're like, Anthony, what are you doing?
0: Right. Your beer's getting warm. Right. That no. is a, that is sacrilegious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I think it's the the most cool foreigners here have got to be the Australians.
1: Oh, why is that?
0: I mean, they, they have so much energy and they're so fun. And, you know, we can relate about that with the same kind of bravado that Americans share. They're really knowledgeable about our culture, our music, our sports, which is so it's so cool to have a discussion about NBA prospects with someone from Australia. who's really passionate about it. So True. I just think that uh, and the accents are just the most adorable thing.
1: So <laughs> always with the accents.
0: I mean, and, and we gotta give Australia credit; they're like the top ten happiest nation in the world. So they're doing something right now. I
1: mean, there. they did get rid of guns.
0: I don't. They didn't get rid of. They still have them, but there is control over the situation. There's some kind of control.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> how about this? What did but, say? This. What are some good stories that you have with um, non-Americans?
0: Oh, a whole bunch, a ton. There's just, there's too many to
1: count. Well, share, well, share one of your best. Well, I'll just I'll best. just
0: start with the most recent and probably the, and I'll just say hands down, the best boss I've ever had is this uh, Canadian immigrant. He's living in Korea. He has been my boss for the last past year at the university I've been working at. And he is the most awesome individual I would so be, be friends with him outside of work anytime and he but he's also knowledgeable and patient and it's just amazing to work with someone who you know sometimes at home or in the states or some Some of you may feel as at your own jobs that you're smarter than your boss you know you're like why does that person have the job when i could do so much better
1: well but, what about a story you're, you're telling us attributes what about a story
0: uh, I can't really think of any one specific story about... <laughs> well, what about
1: the time that um, I met your boss and we're out drinking with him?
0: <laughs> all these stories revolve around alcohol. Well, that's it. Yeah, we uh, the last... When the semester ends, we all have uh, a lunch together. And after lunch, we went for drinks in the hot sun. And we all just sat together and chit-chatted and shared war stories. So, uh, yeah, it's just... A good bonding moment, and it was really fun. We spent hours just outside in front of this little convenience store drinking beer and wine. And yeah, I think that was about, yeah, just a lot of beer and wine. (laughs) So it was fun. It was there, you know, they're really open, pleasant people to work with, and uh, I'm going to miss them a lot.
1: Oh, well, that's cool. (laughs) Sorry, you guys. Um, Well, basically, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I've had some colorful colorful individuals that I've met in my life and my tour of the rock. Mhm. Um I could talk about a few. I mean, I think one of my better bosses I've had here his um his name was Kevin. Um we worked at a global school together. And, and where
0: was Kevin from?
1: Ah, uh, Kevin was from Actually, he was from New Zealand.
0: Right. Australia and New Zealand have a little tip with each other, but it's really not fair. Australia really beats them by size, but I heard by population, New Zealand has them, I think. Even though they have a ton of sheep, but yeah,
1: I heard it's interesting to the hear sheep. them
0: go back and forth at my job. New Zealand versus Australia, and every time there's a big rugby game, you know, between the two nations, they are just like, well, oh, my country, so it's pretty cool to watch that you know from the sidelines.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It was actually kind of funny. Uh, oh, I won't share that cuz that was kind of a bad story with this person. But oh, but no, but Kevin, he was he's wonderful. I was asking him about cuz I I was talking about rugby with him and mm-hmm. how rugby was very similar to a game that we played in the hood called highball. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, what is highball?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, it's football without pads." And basically, everyone starts. We gather in a circle. We throw the ball up in the air, and the team that catches it has to run and score. But you can't throw the ball forward. You have to chunk it behind you if you're getting tackled. Mm-hmm. So, what we were- so maybe
0: you had an Australian or New Zealander among some of your friends, maybe.
1: Um, don't know. (laughs) I mean these are everyone who grew up in the hood. Okay. So what we would do, we would throw the ball up and as we're running trying to score, we throw the ball behind us to try to keep the ball in motion. Mm. But once you were tackled, everyone gathered in a circle again, throw the through well sorry, they would throw the ball up in the air and whoever caught the ball, then you just kept trying to score. It's a little different than rugby, but he was like, oh, well, that's somewhat similar. But then he was trying to explain to me the different leagues and the rules. And I'm like, that's just too much.
0: All right. Save that for another day. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was just too much for me. But it is interesting to watch. I mean, we don't really get to watch the NFL here in Korea um, because rugby is more international, of course. So... Yes. But it is really interesting to they watch. They even
1: have rugby in Japan.
0: They do. And it's amazing to see Japanese rugby players. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are just so many stories. I do have a negative story. I'm a member, and I suggest that anyone who comes to Korea, who's new to Korea, try to become a volunteer with the Korea Tourism Organization, the KTO. Okay. There is an article I already have on our blog, crossfire.crusade.net, about experience with them. They're an awesome, awesome organization. Uh, You get a lot of free trips and get to see some good shows, and you have to write, you know information about it to share anyways long story short it is all the nations of the world are well represented in this volunteer group we have everything from egypt to turkey to to mexico you know Uh we have a little bit of everything well i don't like to talk politics with foreigners because everyone's country is a little bit different right okay so we were having lunch and the woman from Poland, she said she could not believe that America had ever elected Obama. Now, she went on to give some more points about it. And the other American next to her also was an Obama hater and was like encouraging her and their two friends. And these women are older than me, you know. And so in the situation... Uh, In Korea, I've learned, you know, to really, really respect my elders and kind of just hold my tongue a lot and let them have their peace and not always try to be trying to start fights with people who are older than me. But this time, I thought I had to stand up. Now, despite whatever your politics may be, it's kind of like that thing with your siblings. You know, no one else can pick on my brother but me you know because he's my brother right i've earned that right and that's how i feel about america and the american president at times like you can bash america and all of our a lot of times but until you understand what it's like to live in our country and i just think you should always respect the people who do go out and vote and do support the person who wins because you had to realize that most of your fellow americans did elect this person just respect respect their choice so i said um, excuse me, why would you say that? And she said, well, because he's so inexperienced. Why would you elect someone who's so inexperienced at being a president? And I said, honey, you only can be president, you know, once and then get reelected and then that's it. So how are you going to experience about being a president without actually being a president? you know so i was just kind of offended you know and she's like oh it's ridiculous americans are so uneducated and so you know you guys just have no insight and i was like and i said well you know that's who we elected and i think you should respect that he's a world leader and fairly well respected so you shouldn't like try to rewind the clock i won't talk about whoever you elected in poland and you know what no one even knows who he is so i mean it could be a woman for all i know i still don't know i didn't even bother to look it up because who cares you know so i just kind of put her in her place i I kind of got a little arrogant bravado, but the other people were kind of like, "Yeah, that's right." You know, she's not even American. How can she judge how how you guys make choices? like, thank you. It's hard enough to be, <laughs> for us to deal what we had to deal with. I had to deal with other people who are nobody don't even participate in their politics. You know, to come and tell us how we should run things. <laughs> so you know, I just had to, because <laughs> I you know I don't get involved in Korean politics either. I just say I just say wow. What a surprise! You know, that's all. I
1: can. <laughs> no, I understand that. You very know, well.
0: I mean, I don't participate in it, and I don't understand all of his inner workings, so I'm not going to judge it at all. So,
1: no, I understand that. I kind of have. Oh, I have a more. I have more good stories, but I will share one, um, or maybe a couple, depending <laughs> on how short they well, are.
0: We'll go back and forth on it.
1: <laughs> well, I remember I had this one ex coworker. He was a believer. Well, I love talking to this guy because we could talk about movies. We could talk about politics and economic systems. Mm-hmm. But when it got to the point of our fact that our personal philosophies differ.
0: Okay. Like, we... explain that better. Like, what does that mean? The personal philosophies differ?
1: Well, okay. I will give an example instead of explaining. Maybe uh, the example is better. Okay. Well, one time we were talking with another coworker mm-hmm. and the coworker asked, I come in. It was I felt bad because I came in on this conversation, mm-hmm. and my coworker says, "Anthony,
0: let's call him Bob and Dan." <laughs> yeah.
1: So so Dan says, "Anthony, it is capitalism bad?" And I was like, "No, I don't think so." So which is better to live in a capitalist? economy or a communist economy explain
0: where dan was from
1: well dan without using his actual name he was a korean co-worker
0: okay so dan's korean and who was he talking to where was that where was bob from
1: bob was i'm gonna just say he was from another country another
0: english-speaking another nation.
1: english-speaking not nation.
0: usa not canada <laughs> yeah
1: not usa not canada okay but he was from another country that was probably democratic as well
0: i think all the English-speaking nations are democratic. I-, I could stand corrected if someone would like to correct me, but I don't think there is one official English-speaking nation that is not democratic.
1: Well, I'm just saying to try to boot the story along. Okay. But um, basically, what ends up happening, to give a little history, like Dan would always like to have these conversations because he, he loved asked philosophy. He good
0: questions. He, he was, was very interested in philosophy, too.
1: And he would ask these debatable questions. So what did questions. she tell Dan? Well, I said, capitalist is great, and it's best for the free-thinking individual. Uh Uh-huh. And he was like, well, why not communism? I said, well, if you want to be told what you want to be for the rest of your life, then have at it. But if you want to decide for yourself and try to make something of yourself and follow your own pursuit of happiness and make your life the best way you can see fit, then being a cap being a part of the capitalist economy, then that would be the way to be. Right. So he then which then began with my coworker, he was like, Oh, why do you believe that communism is well Bob says, well communism is better than capitalism because everyone has a fair share. Mm-hmm. And, and I was maybe. like, well maybe, but where's the incentive to want to be better?
0: But the on I mean, honestly, the communist or capitalists the rich people will always end up end up ahead, so pff, you know poo on that <laughs> well,
1: true, and I was like, and I tried to explain to him that you know somebody who's up in power will want to stay in power
0: right, sometimes by any means necessary, as we have come to find out
1: yes, and <laughs> when you see that, they will always try to come to power and try to stay in power, so human nature faults capital i mean communism. Right. But also, human greed will kill capitalism.
0: So how did that go over with Bob and Dan?
1: Well, Dan was like, "Huh, that's a good answer. (laughs) Um, You passed
0: my first test. (laughs) Bob
1: kind of got mad and Mm. threw a fit and walked out the
0: office. I see. Some people are sensitive.
1: I know. And I was just like.
0: That's why we shouldn't talk politics.
1: No, oh, I say talk it. Because, I mean, <laughs> the only way people can grow is to touch upon those sensitive areas and move past those boundaries that we feel are non... I mean, I'm not going to get on my soapbox because I was about to go into some places in America and say, like, you get these people who are now too afraid to talk about certain things and want to ignore certain things that are happening around them, then you get these people who are too touchy-feely and you got to warn people before you talk about racism or homosexuality in your class. Right. So they have the option to leave. But
0: that's another another thing. So, I mean, it's just that it's interesting to hear everyone's different opinion but what i love what i love about being a part of kto and being around all these people in different countries most of the time we, we get along like gangbusters there's no problem
1: uh-huh. and, and it
0: was really funny because when i first met the group and they asked me where i was from i did not say united states i said texas and How was that? Everybody, even the Lithuanian, was like, "Oh yes, Texas. Texas is like its own country." And I died because I was like, "Yes, I'm from Texas. Like this is this is no. I mean, you know, it's not its own country, but we do have a unique culture." And it was really funny to see that internationally, Texas is known as being like Texas is known as being really independent, and and people know where it is. They can point it on the map. Yay, Texas! So, so yes, that's where I was from, and it was. Really Really funny to hear their responses and and kind of demonstrate the Texas accent and talk about W. Bush and cowboys and it, it was just really fun. So I, I just really appreciated that our culture is is, is available overseas. I guess. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. I definitely understand that.
0: So it's it's fun. It's really fun.
1: It is. I mean, I just enjoy when people find out exactly where I'm from. They they light up because that Tejas culture is all over the place.
0: Ah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've learned so much about other people's countries just by hanging out with them and, and, you know, some of the misconceptions about their culture or maybe the lack of knowledge, you know, like one of my very close friends in Dejan was from Jordan uh-huh. and we had the most fun conversations. And, uh, they, they have just as many complaints about their society and government as we do and, and how things are seen differently from outsiders. And, you know, so it's just the things that they deal with, you know, having to deal with a lot of the refugees situation they have going on over there and how it affects the politics and society. And, you know, and we have something similar in America with all the immigrants coming and how that affects our politics and our society. So it's just interesting to see that there's actually, we have more in common with others and differences really. So I think it's awesome.
1: Well, The that was, community
0: is amazing. <laughs> it is.
1: And that was one of the biggest things that I began to see, like being, as I became more international, not just an American citizen, but a citizen of the world.
0: Right. But let's just put it plainly. Thank God for English, right? <laughs> because they all speak English and they all speak it very well. So you no offense to Americans, you know, you'd be like, oh, why don't Americans know a second language? Because it's not necessary. Yeah? <laughs> And, um, you know we we speak the language of the world, not the language of love, but the language of the world, so it's okay. good to learn another language, but you know if you get a little awesome. bit of English down, you can communicate with just about anyone anywhere.
1: well, just not to do a plug, but you know, I read this article <laughs> no, 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 no. I read this article about the program Skype, how you may no longer need to learn a second language.
0: I don't believe it.
1: Uh, I don't know. Speaking through, through
0: a translator all the time, it's got to be frustrating.
1: I don't know. It made me think of this childhood movie called The Last Starfighter, where um, no, this guy... Now he's
0: he's gone away from anything that I could add to this, but go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: it's a short thing. It's just basically, this one is about this guy. He gets recruited to um, fight in this intergalactic battle. Uh, sorry, intergalactic battle. Well, he gets taken to this... He gets picked up by this alien who speaks English. Well, he gets taken to the ship where he's going to get trained for battle. Well, he can't understand any of the aliens on the ship Mm -hmm. because they don't speak English.
0: Of course not.
1: So what do they do? They give him a shot in the neck. (laughs) And this shot is like a um, chip that translates any language (laughs) into English for him. And basically, any of the aliens, they have that same chip where they can... um, talk to other aliens from other planets
0: oh interesting so that's
1: what i thought of when skype was trying to announce that this is what they're doing
0: well good luck to skype (laughs) on that uh i do want to mention one of the most international areas in all of korea is actually a very small part of seoul it's like the itaewon greater hbc Heng chan is that how it is? Area. Haegyeongchang. Hey, hey hey Haegyeongchang, whatever. <laughs> HBC. It's near the Yongsun military base, basically. So uh, this area is very international. Uh, you have represent a lot of um, African immigrants and Asian immigrants and uh, Middle Eastern. And all the restaurants from around the world are represented here. So it's a great place to go and eat. But some people feel very overwhelmed when they step into this neighborhood. Why so? I just think that it's like a little it's kinda of like a sliver of New York. <laughs> and it's loud and it's busy and there's you know, when the clubs open up it gets a little bit crazy. But for me it's like I like crazy and chaos. So I'm like, ooh, my element.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I would and I prefer, love food so. I would prefer to be in H B C on the H B C side of Itaewon. Mm-hmm. Because it's still it's not it's still international but not as crazy.
0: Uh, true, true. You know, I mean, I think there's like there's like a young part of the neighborhood, and then like an older, a middle age, and like an old people part. So you just sure. gotta walk down the street and figure out where which where you should hang out.
1: <laughs> you must choose your path exactly. wisely.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, uh but there are other places around Korea that are getting more international, like the town I was in, Daejeon, because uh, we have two really big universities. One is KAIS, which is like the Korean version of uh, MIT. MIT and uh so they have geniuses from all over the world who go to school there and teach there and then at Chungnam is also become a very international campus of uh, liberal arts and all these things so living right in between these two campuses in the middle is just uh, it's amazing so you hear so many different languages and and smell different kinds of foods and different kinds of music and it's just it's so vibrant and so much fun so i know we have places like this in america of course Uh, But it's a little bit different here because I think choosing going to America is kind of like an easy choice, I would think, you know, it's very well known about all the things that it offers, you know, the American dream and blah, 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 blah. But coming to Korea, which is less well-known as a foreigner, and trying to find your niche and even just find the food that you like to eat uh, can be a bit of a challenge, you know. So, uh, but the world is coming to Korea, and it's really changing how things are. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I was discussing with one of them ajishis that you said <laughs> love me so much. Uh-huh. Um, we were discussing, actually, I think we were going to go, we were computer shopping, laptop shopping. Mm-hmm. You had left to go look to go check out another place but this guy was telling me about how he lived in america for like 20 years Mm, and now he's he's been back in korea for the last 10 years oh wow and he has seen how korea has internationally grown right but he worries how much about the problems that will come with that
0: oh like what what kind of problems?
1: well he was just saying like cultural differences and you know not many people they may move for opportunity but they may not know the culture that they're dealing with in korea so then you're going to have foreigners who disagree with each other like um you may have women who are from america but they may deal with a guy who's from let's say from the african continent who may be a bit more aggressive there and that may cause issues you know
0: but i don't see how that affects korea
1: well he says it happens in korea so then koreans will get involved because it's Their country, he was just—I mean, he was—he was—he was was kicking some knowledge at me. He was just saying like he sees that we're all in this together, basically, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna. Korea Koreans will have to learn to adjust and make new of the situation, as well as the foreigners.
0: New of the situation. I was
1: trying to think of something else, but it (laughs) just—it didn't really pan out. I mean, they Um, have to come adjust.
0: adjust Yeah, adjust a little.
1: They have to adjust a little, as well as the foreigners who are coming here would have to adjust.
0: I think they're doing a good job of adjusting. I mean, there are, of course, clashes, and we did discuss that, you know, between Koreans and foreigners. But at the same time, also, I think that uh, they've changed some laws, you know, to kind of help some of the foreign brides get more acclimated to the Korean culture and way of life, you know, yeah. to try to protect them because they, they, can, they see that it's changing. And there are laws to try to protect other immigrants from other uh, Asian nations who are normal, they have been mistreated in the past, but they're now getting more rights because it's like, oh, we're becoming more international. We gotta look out for even the, the Koreans among us who are not ethnic Korean but they are nationally Korean. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, it's it's coming. It's slow, but it's coming.
1: Well, it was like that time I was discussing with some of my students, and we were talking about those who are not ethnically Korean, but mm-hmm. they're nationally Korean. Where do you put those individuals? Right. You know, because eventually what's going to happen, you're going to have people who are born here. You can't just keep there saying There are a that,
0: lot of foreigners born here, actually. Oh, man.
1: Remember your hairdresser? Yeah, she, my former
0: hairdresser. Her daughter was born here 10 years ago. Yeah. And has been going to elementary school just like any other Korean kids, the same. So She
1: speaks, the kid speaks Korean. She has a lot of the Korean culture. Right. And I was like.
0: And that's very common. And
1: if you were to hear her talk, you were like, because we taught children. If you were to hear her talk, you would think it was a, a little Korean kid. But Absolutely. Then you open your eyes, you're like, oh, my God.
0: Right. So.
1: So, yeah, it's the landscape is changing. It is. Oh, that one time we were in Itaewon, and we saw those two kids playing outside of church. And there were two brown kids, and they were, like, speaking to each other in Korean.
0: I mean, I guess it's a question, but I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. You probably, <laughs> you probably were not paying attention. I just thought that was awesome, because I was like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Because mm. you see, like, two little black kids. They grew up in Korea, right. or they're growing up in Korea, right. and they speak in Korean, and they're just running. They're playing chase, and they just you hear them like, "chigga, out. right?
0: You
1: know, and now it's like. I
0: mean, I guess to me, I don't think it's weird. So I don't notice it. I think it's perfectly normal to have children speaking oh, in the no, language I'm not of the saying, nation. So I, I wouldn't notice. I would notice. No, no, no. I'm
1: not saying it's weird. I find it awesome because um, then eventually, like I was talking with the old man, that yeah, sooner or later. You're going to have to acknowledge those that actually have lived here, been born here, they they grew up here, basically as Korean citizens eventually. But that's probably 20, 30 years down the road.
0: Who knows? Who knows? So... Uh, just just be aware, there are going to be some foreigners that are just completely negative Nancy's. They're different types. And sometimes you wonder because I, I don't like these kind. They've been in Korea for years and years and years and complain, complain, complain nonstop. So just stay away from these people because I don't know what's going on with them, why they can't go home even though they seem like they want to. So psh, I say psh, just write them off.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and you gotta watch out for the the, I don't know. This may sound racist, but they're like the, um, they're not. They're, say it they're, if you gonna say it, honey. Okay, Spit I'm, it out. I'm trying, I was trying to be politically correct. But, hey,
0: we ain't got time. That isn't politically correct.
1: <laughs> okay. Basically you have the, they're Korean ethnicity, but they may have grown up somewhere else. So they're not like culturally Korean, but they're ethnically Korean. Right. Sometimes you meet and they're really happy, go lucky to be with. And then you meet those that are actually, they're the negative Nancys. And they may have a hard time. You talk about
0: hating Korea? I don't, I've never run into any of them. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. no. They're going to make it hard for you because you're adjusting to the country.
0: Oh, well, I mean, you should explain that more. I I don't understand. Like, so these are Koreans who grew up overseas. Yeah. And then
1: like like for example i had a coworker
0: or were they born overseas
1: um like I there's had, a
0: difference right
1: well he okay i would give this one example maybe this would clear it up what uh-huh. i mean um like when i first arrived in korea a few years ago mm-hmm. i i was having a really rough adjustment
0: yes we've we mentioned it <laughs> i've mentioned
1: it and it, but it to me it was one of my defining moments i really pushed through that wall
0: basically it's, it's what we call cult- culture shock it's culture shock you yeah. know we just give it a name it's not a hard adjustment it's culture shock it's different you know and so some people have to deal with it in different ways sometimes it's it's bigger it's more of a problem than for others yeah but khalif broke through that and adjusted <laughs> but
1: while trying to make that breakthrough i had a co-worker who was making it even harder mm-hmm. because it was just weird because as Jamise has pointed out, like, you know, she goes to the club and she does whatever then it'll be whipping Nene, but it'd be the whipping Jamise type dance. And it may not even look like the original <laughs> dance, but everyone's like, Oh yeah and start trying to copy.
0: I, I will I will clarify this later, but let's finish the story.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Well, what ends up happening, like, because I didn't know anyone outside of work and I was having a really hard time trying to meet people. Mm-hmm. um the the co-worker who was one of my superiors he was he has he was li- he has lived in korea for a couple of years and he moved to where we were and he worked there for like two years maybe and but he didn't really have any friends he did he was so just, this
0: person was ethnic korean but yes
1: but he was um, born and, and a, raised
0: elsewhere. overseas okay yes. okay i got you so did not have the korean upbringing Yes. Traditional Korean. Okay, got it, got it.
1: He spoke Korean, but didn't have the traditional Korean upbringing. Right, right.
0: Okay, got it, got it.
1: So it just seemed like he and I would clash a lot. He was
0: an expat Korean.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he was an expat Korean.
0: (laughs) Okay. So you two clashed, but why do you think you two clashed so much?
1: Honestly, that's a really hard question because every day I would see him and I would just be nice. You
0: had a suspicion about why, though.
1: I don't know. Refresh my memory. What was my suspicion?
0: It had something to do with him having low self, being insecure, basically, about himself.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's because he would talk trash and he would just talk. And I mean, you couldn't really say anything to him because if you did, he'd get pissed off. Mm -hmm. And I refused to just let him talk to me like I was a nobody and he thought it was okay. So I started talking trash and immediately he would get his feelings hurt Mm -hmm. and i would tell him all the time if you can't take the heat get get out the the kitchen
0: kitchen.
1: (laughs) you know if you can't dish it if you can't take it don't dish it
0: oh absolutely
1: so he would always try to come up with this stuff and i would just make i would So you think he was
0: insecure exactly why though
1: well i honestly i have and this is just my hypothesis. Right. I really, I truly believe that he was insecure based on the fact that he wanted to fit in to in Korean Korea, society, right? Because so he had a good job. He he was kind of heavyset, but he was exercising all the time.
0: So you just thought that he was being rejected by Korean society, yeah?
1: Like because I even mean, though he was my, Korean ethnicity, yeah, because a lot of my actual korean I'm, i can't say they're they're expat koreans as well they grew up or they said like kyopo they grew oh, up yeah.
0: kyopo means you are born in korea and then are and then grew up in a different nation
1: yeah that's some... a kyopo oh sorry i messed that up but yeah some were kyopo some were or some are just like their family migrated somewhere else and they were born like in america canada wherever yeah but they but... come back trying to fit in and they're having sometimes, a harder time.
0: Sometimes. I think if you're born in another country, you don't really feel like you've missed out on connecting with Korea. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But see, I see this problem more so with Korean adoptees who never felt like they fit in with their adopted families uh-huh. or the or that culture at all. So then they come to Korea and they want to immediately be accepted, but they've missed out on a lot of things growing up that are really different from their fellow Koreans. So I, I get it a lot. They are they tend to be quite negative as well. Some of them,
1: and that's why I well not. But that he I was kind of agree
0: with the whole thing that uh, adoption should they should try to keep it in the same ethnic and cultural background if possible.
1: What was that movie? Raising Isaiah, um, losing Isaiah. Oh, losing Isaiah. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I thought it was raising Isaiah. No, oh, it was losing whatever. Isaiah. Sam Jack was in this movie, and he was like, "Black babies deserve to be with black mothers."
0: Well, you know, uh, there's a whole host of issues with that. We can address another show. So those, so there are people like this who may be jealous that another foreigner can be accepted quicker than they can because we look different. We, we don't even speak Korean, but then it seems like, you know, we fit in.
1: And I thought that's what was and I really believe that what was happening because one time when they were all drinking, mm-hmm. him and his buddies. And mm-hmm. they just saw me walking with our dog. Right. And they're like, oh, it's Sydney Jackson. And this was Henry. Henry was a cool mofo. He was. Okay,
0: he, so they said, hey, and they were like, come hey, on over. Come on
1: over. Have Even a though
0: they already had this friend. He did not like you. Yeah. Sitting with them.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I get there. Ooh. They buy me a beer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the hell are you doing here? Oh. I like, um, your buddies told me to come over here. Why don't you get the f out of here?
0: Oh my gosh! And
1: I was like, "What the hell is your problem?" Wow, yeah. wow. He's like, "I don't like you," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Well, I'm sorry, but your table invited me over, but I'm leaving anyway. I have something else to do, but I wanted to speak to your buddies." Mm-hmm. So then his buddy started, um, Henry started telling all the other guys that I didn't met, I didn't know that I was this rapper and I was really good. The students really liked me. And he started introducing me to them and he kind of got ignored by his buddies at that moment. And he was really pissed off telling me to leave.
0: Yeah. And
1: I was like, dude, it's not my fault that they told me to come over.
0: Right. But see, the thing is, is this, it's not because he's a, a Korean outsider. I think his personality is just, just so terrible that, you know, he probably didn't have a lot of friends in the States And I would think that that would carry over just, just a bad personality is a bad personality.
1: That is true.
0: And it, that translates. And so that's what I mean when I was like, Oh, I'm not at the club. When I came to Korea, I had that bravado, that, that independence that, you know, that I think that I, am already secure myself, you know, and you're going to set me as I am. I am aware of your culture and I am sensitive to it. Absolutely. I respect it. But at the same time, I'm not going to change who I am to make you more comfortable. I'm just going to be me because I don't think there's anything wrong with me. You know, and so I think that carries over through cultural and language barriers. Oh, and on know. that
1: note, you also you have to watch out for the foreigners. I like to say this might sound very negative and I'm sorry, but the, the, <laughs> I call it the ones who drank the Kool-Aid.
0: Drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> well,
1: you know, they wherever they came <laughs> from, wherever they came from, mm-hmm. they come to Korea and they're like, and Korea is great. Don't get me wrong, but they mm-hmm. like go the whole full nine yards. They're wearing like humble during.
0: Oh, the ones who shed their former selves and then become I'm I'm born again Korean. <laughs>
1: yeah, basically the born again. Yeah, that's oh,
0: born, the, again yeah, born again Korean. The
1: born again Korean. You have to watch out for them too. Ah,
0: uh, yes, they sound kind of like nutsos <laughs> because
1: then no matter what happens, you could be having a bad day, and I'm like, dude, just get over it.
0: Korea is awesome. Everything, everything about Korea is awesome and perfect and wonderful. Wow.
1: Now I will say this because I am a guy.
0: But they are kind of funny, so.
1: Fellas, you gotta watch out for those who are here just to as Shaq told me in the previous episode, to steal the Korean women.
0: <laughs> I mean, you you can't steal a human being. I mean, you could they were I mean, like a baby, could. but or kidnap them with all these are crimes. <laughs> well <laughs> so. the
1: reason why I said this because you have to be very careful. Like some of my buddies that I met, they were from America. And mm-hmm. they're very in tune with racism. Okay. But denied that it was racism based on what they were doing. And oh. what I mean by that is that they were here. They're like, oh, man, I only date Korean women because they're beautiful. Okay. And I was like, oh, we're all having, um, gam- uh, what was that?
0: I don't know. It doesn't matter. I
1: don't know. <laughs> some jong in Korean, like um, oxtail suit, basically, in Korea. Kamjitang. And um, basically, we're eating that, and we're all just talking. And I was like, oh, okay. So they're like, but no. I was, and I asked the question, well, would you date? Because one of the guy who said this, um, he was from Miami, mm-hmm. and he was Hispanic or Latino. Okay. And he was like, I said, oh, well, would you, would you date a Latin girl if she was here? No, of course not. Why not? Because she's not Korean, and I was like, "Well, dude, that sounds kind of racist. like you only want to date the Korean girl because she's Korean. well what do you what what are some qualities that you like about the Korean women? He started labeling like, oh she's they're pretty nice, they care about me they'll take care of me." And I mean, he listed all these things, <laughs> we'll and I her. said, "Well, what if you met a Latin girl, a black girl, or um just whatever, and she wasn't Korean, would you still date her? And she had all those qualities, and he said, "No." Hmm. Kind of blew my mind. I was like, well, you're really objectifying the ladies. And I don't think that's why. And I really think that this is why every girl you date, the relationship doesn't work.
0: Right. Because it's trying to fit some kind of stereotypical boxy setup. And and women are guilty of the same thing who only want to date Korean men. You know, they have they, they kind of have this idea about this perfect uh, you know idol guy from the dramas or one of these boy bands and in reality i mean
1: they're just men they're,
0: they're, they're, koreans are just like anybody else i mean not i shouldn't say just like but you know everybody is different they're all individuals you know so you may meet a perfect prince guy you know who sweeps you off your feet or you may meet just a regular old homeboy you know who's like no i'm not gonna carry the bag for you you shouldn't have, packed such a heavy bag
1: yeah. <laughs> oh your feet hurt take your shoes off why oh, you wear shoes with yeah heels? why
0: would you wear such high heels and you knew we were walking today so i just think that it's important to remember uh but those people who come here just to shag their way through korea i don't appreciate them i i have really deep seated issues with that kind of thing and there's there's history behind that so uh yeah
1: and we could probably discuss be that in another episode. Those but, foreigners. <laughs> yeah, just be careful. So, I mean, there's many a type of people, but the best people that you will meet um, are those that have, they've gone through the gauntlet that you're maybe just now beginning to experience and they're willing to help you.
0: Go ahead and go and hang out with those. I mean, the ones who are willing to show you the ropes that they've been through and, and I mean, time and time again, Khalif and I have helped newcomers as well or schooled some, you know, because we are kind of like seniors and we figured out mostly how everything works and where everything goes and how to get everywhere and how to get what you need. So we're kind of like little gurus. We don't mind helping others and just passing the knowledge forward to make life easier for uh, foreigners who do come. So, you know, try to make friends with people who have a positive attitude about the situation, but realistic You know, and that's important when dealing with other foreigners here. Try to stay away from the negative Nancys and ones who have nefarious intentions, I I would say. So any other advice about the foreigners in Korea?
1: No. So on that note, I'm your boy, Khalif.
0: And I'm your girl, Jamis.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: Have a nice night, everyone.